this look on his face and his eyes was real big like a little baby <laughs> and he says ah I'm ready I want to do it and I never forgot that look I can't tell you how many times I've seen that look over and over again over the years where people would come up to me and says they want to get involved they want to do something and you could tell it was all about God they wanted to obey God and he had that look, and I mean from day one, he never looked back. He preached the gospel. He was available to go anywhere, any place, any time. We sent him some, one time we sent him up to San Quentin and he ministered to uh, uh, an age, AIDS unit. Everybody in there had AIDS. And at that time, this was, years ago, AIDS, nobody knew anything about it, nobody went, nobody wanted to touch or hug anybody. They went in and they ministered, laid hands and prayed, amen. Anything that you wanted him to do, he was willing to do it. And to see what God has done here for over 25 years now, amen. it's awesome. The Bible says God will take a faithful man and make him able. And that's what God has done with this ministry. So it is a blessing to be here. And Pastor, First Lady, thank you so much. Also, I want to thank uh, my family. Pastor said I've been a part of this family for, uh, what did you say, 30 years? 30? 40. Huh? 32 years, it's actually been 40-something because I started off with uh, Ann and Isaac Logan. We were neighbors in L.A., and uh, we hooked up, I guess, in around 1975 or 6, and uh, we've just been friends ever since. And, and they brought us to North Carolina, and we met. Mr. Logan and Mama Lillian, and uh, we've just been a big family. I've been like sort of the black sheep of the family, but uh, <laughs> but nevertheless, I'm still a part. I'm still in the family. Amen. But uh, it's just it's just an honor to be here with my family. I consider you my family. Then I want to uh, thank my beautiful, wonderful amazing wife, uh, uh, Miss Cynthia Brown. She's been, we've been married almost 50 years now, it'll be 50 years in June. And uh, she's my everything. She is my, I wouldn't be here now if it hadn't been for her. Stand up, baby. Give her a hand. Also, I want to thank uh, Tim and Naomi for having us uh, over last night and just providing a 
beautiful uh, place uh, for us to come and uh, to rest and uh, get some good rest uh, last night. So with that, I think we've already prayed. And uh, let me get back on track here, and I, I'm, I'm ready to go. Amen? So like I was saying, uh, I'm a living witness that when we continue to stand and trust God, no matter what, God will not let you down. He will be there for you. Today I want to talk to you about the gospel of the kingdom. Amen? The gospel of the kingdom. I've been involved, like I said, for, in prison ministry for over uh, 25 years going in and out of the prisons and jails and juveniles, missions, wherever a door would open up. I'm not really uh, a church type preacher. I'm a prison preacher. And uh, for a minute there, when pastor said, we can keep all the children in here and the kids in here, I said, well, wait a minute, pastor. <laughs> Maybe you might want to take the women and children out of here. <laughs> Because inside the prisons, I mean, you just, you just let it all come out. You don't hold back on anything. That's the way they want it, raw. Uh, I had to, uh, one time my wife had to pull my coat because I went in, I was in church ministry one day. I hadn't ministered in church too much. And I got to talking about the pimps and the hoes and the prostitutes and <laughs> And she said, uh-uh, baby, you can't say that in church. Now. You can't, uh-uh. <laughs> so I said, okay, I'll just change that to the hardest. <laughs> but I've been in and out uh, of prison for most of my life, ministering and preaching the word. And then I uh, stopped going in probably about 19, I mean, uh, 2015, somewhere in there. And uh, the Lord told me that he wanted me to start ministering in the area of outreach uh, because that's what, I, that's what I've always done. That's all I know is outreach, you know. Some people preach on faith, prosperity, healing. All I knew was outreach. And preaching and teaching people how to get involved with the work of the ministry. Because actually, this is what this thing is all about. Yes. I don't know whether if you know it or not. Yes. You know, we can come in here and we can hear the word, yes. we can receive the word, but God expects us to do something with that word. And the Bible says that one day we're going to stand before him. Yes. Amen. And we're going to give account for everything that we've done in our bodies whether it's good or bad. And I believe that when we stand before him, he's going to ask us, what did you do with my word? Okay? What did you do with my word? Now, most people think that getting involved with the work of the ministry has to do with evangelism. And it does. But... Most people think that evangelism is going into 
all the world, going into Africa, China, uh, going into different places and preaching the gospel. And, and, and that's what the gospel, that's what evangelism is all about. But evangelism is not only about going into all the world and preaching the gospel, but evangelism also has to do with our walk, how we live. Everybody in here, the Bible says everybody has been called to do the work of an evangelist. Everybody. But it's not just going into all the world, but it's how you live. Everywhere you go, people should see your light. That's why Jesus said, let your light shine so that people can see your good work and get saved. Amen. Amen. So everywhere we go, people should see Jesus. We are his representatives. We represent him in everything that we do or say. We are his witnesses. So you are a walking epistle to be led by all, to be read by all men. They should see your life. Everywhere you go, you should be evangelizing. Everything you do, everything you say, you should be evangelizing. Amen. And God is going to hold you responsible for that. He's going to ask you where you are. Did you go over here? Did you go over there? He says for you to do the work of an evangelist. Now, that don't mean that you are an evangelist. But that means you are to go. Go. Go where? Go anywhere. Go somewhere. Amen. Go to church. Amen. You can evangelize right here. Because people are watching you everywhere you go. Go to the bank. People are watching you. Amen. And they see you when you leave your house every morning with your Bible. Every Sunday morning, they see you. And when they see you in the bank or in the store and you get mad and start cussing and fussing because the line is too long, they see you. So everything we do, everywhere we go, and the Lord wants me to teach this. This is, this is uh, 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 what I've been called to do since I've been retired. Uh, is to teach people about evangelism, how to do it, how to get involved. Because the Bible says there's something for everybody to do. Every joint supplies. Amen. We are a part and a member of the body of Christ, and everybody has a part in this. Everybody. The Bible says the hand cannot say to the foot, I have no need of thee. Everybody's important. Everybody. Not just the pastor. Okay? A lot of times we think that it's just the pastor. No, it's everybody. And guess what? Everybody gets paid. And the pay is the same. Your pay, just because you, uh, uh, Stacy. You are in usher or security, your pay is going to be the same as the pastor. No. 
Because everything he does, you get credit for. Amen. So no, everybody has something to do. Everybody. So anyway, I started, uh, 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 as a matter of fact, I'm in the process now of opening up an online school that's going to be teaching evangelism. And uh, it's just about completed. But uh, after a while, matter of fact, about six months, seven months ago, I came across some teaching about, uh, uh, with uh, Miles Monroe on the gospel of the kingdom. And I started listening to it. Now, I have been studying uh, the kingdom gospel. I have been studying the final everlasting kingdom of Almighty God. I have been studying that for, for years. But I never really looked at or, or, or heard anything about the gospel of the kingdom. And so I have been studying the, the final kingdom. The Bible says that the final kingdom of Almighty God is going to come down from heaven one day and it's going to sit here on the earth. And that will be the final everlasting kingdom of Almighty God. And it will be called the New Jerusalem. Okay? And I've been studying that. I've been looking at it for over 20-some years. But when I started listening to Miles Monroe, and he was talking about the gospel of the kingdom. And he was talking about how this was the first message, and actually the only message, well, he taught some other things, but it was the first message that Jesus taught. His first message when he started his ministry was repent because the kingdom of God is at hand. That means that it was available and we can enter in right now. But you got to repent. Okay? And repent means you got to turn. Okay? And that don't mean a 360 degree turn. You know, you just don't turn around and keep doing what you're doing. It means you make a 180 degree turn. And you turn from your wicked ways. And you start walking in line with God's ways. So if I'm going south and I repent, I find out I'm going the wrong way, I turn around and go that way. And that's what some of us need to do. We need to turn from some of our wicked ways because in order for us to enter into the kingdom, we're going to have to be living right and doing what's right. Amen. Now, a kingdom is a place or a territory that's ruled by a king or a queen. And that's what God is. He is a king. He's not a president. He's not a, 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 a senator, a governor, or a mayor. 
He's a king. And he's ruling over his kingdom. And he has a kingdom set up here right now. And he wants all of us to be able to enter into that kingdom. Why? Because everything that you need, my brother uh, was talking about the offering. And I, he was almost preaching my message. I said, good Lord. <laughs> you know, he was talking about the box. And everything that you need is in that box. Everything that you need that pertains to your life and you living godly is in the kingdom. And we need to find out how we can enter in. And Jesus told us, seek first kingdom of God and his righteousness. Seek first. Now when you're seeking for something, what you doing? You're looking for something. You know, most of us, when we are seeking something, what are we mostly looking for? What we lose most of the time? Our keys. Well, Jesus, y'all good group. <laughs> Jesus has given us keys to the kingdom. He's given us the keys to get in. And one of those keys is his righteousness. Okay? Not your righteousness. Because he said your righteousness is like filthy rags. But he says his righteousness. In other words, he, we got to be right if we're going to enter into the kingdom. You're not going to come up in there living wrong, corrupt. Uh-uh, it's not going to happen. You got to be right. So he says we need to learn how to do right. We need to learn how to live right if we want to enter into the kingdom. Why? Because, first of all, the Bible says that we were created in righteousness and holiness. The Bible says that we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So if I'm created right, righteous, I should be right. Amen? I should live right. And you live right by doing what's right. Just do the right thing. Now, I'm created righteous, but that's my spirit that's been created righteous. My flesh is not righteous. Okay? It'll never be righteous. And you know what the Bible says? Flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom. So if you're walking after the flesh, you're not coming in. This stuff is not righteous. Amen. And it, guess what? It could never be righteous. It could never be righteous until it's been glorified or you get a new body. That's the only way it'll be right. But right now, this stuff is it's made out of dirt. And it wants to do dirt every chance it gets. And I ain't going to lie, my flesh ain't no different from your flesh. Just as dirty as your flesh. It'll do everything I let it do and more. I have to control it. And the only way I control it is 
I have to put it to death. Crucify it. Treat it like it's death, like it's dead. Amen. That's the only, and the Bible says this is the only way it's acceptable to God. If it's dead, just treat it like it's dead. But in doing that, it takes practice. You have to practice being right. Practice. How do you do that? Well, just, you know, do what's right. Stop sign says stop, stop. Amen. Amen. Drive the speed limit. <laughs> Amen. Watch what come out of your mouth. Why? Because it's just right. Is this the right thing to do? We have to practice. I have to practice this every day of my life. When I go to the store and, 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 and reach up and get some oatmeal, and then in, in aisle five, then I go over here to aisle one, I say, I don't want this stuff. I don't just put it back up there and walk on off. That ain't right. It's not. You have to practice this. You have to be conscious of this. Why? Because this is our witness. I'm evangelizing everywhere I go. People are watching you. I don't push the basket out to the car and put my groceries in the car and just leave it. Drive off and the basket roll into somebody's car and I keep going. That ain't right. Amen. No, we have to practice this every day. And trust me, you're not going to get it right every day. Sometimes I forget or I miss it. And that's okay. But don't make it a habit. We can't practice unrighteousness and expect to enter into the kingdom not going to happen. And see, I want to be in there. See, Jesus told, uh, Jesus told his people, he says, uh, seek first the kingdom. He says, don't worry about your life. Don't worry about where you're going to live and where you're going to stay and what you're going to eat, what you're going to wear, what you're going to drive. He says, don't worry about these things. Because these are the things that the Gentiles seek after. God don't want you seeking after things. And it's nothing wrong with having things. But if that's all you come to church for, and that's all you want to hear when you come to church, is how you can get a bunch of things. God can't use you. No, he wants to provide for you. And this is, because this is not about some get-rich scheme. You know, you want to walk around, dress nice, and, and, and have fancy clothes on, and the fancy car, and living in the fancy home. And there's nothing wrong with that. But don't seek after that. You seek after the kingdom. You seek after doing what's right. You seek after being a witness for the Lord Jesus. Right. Representing him. 
Because when we do that, then we have access to everything that's in the house. Everything. But you got to be right. You can't get in there unless, unless we are doing right. Amen. So, Jesus said, repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. Okay? Y'all remember the story about the rich young ruler? And uh, he came to Jesus and he said, Lord, what can I do to inherit the kingdom? What can I do? And Jesus said, well, you, you know what the scripture says. It says, you know, uh, honor thy father, honor thy mother, you know. Don't lie and accuse people. See, you know what the scripture said. And the rich young ruler said, uh, uh, well, Lord, I've done all these things from my youth. And then Jesus, the Bible says Jesus loved him or he hugged him. And he says, yes, son, but you, you're lacking one thing. And he says, go sell all you got and give to the poor and you'll have treasures in heaven. And the Bible says he walked away because he had a lot of things and he couldn't, he couldn't part with those things. So Jesus said, you know, it's hard for a rich man to enter into the kingdom. Because <laughs> the things had him. He didn't have the things. They controlled him. It's hard for you to enter into the kingdom with a bunch of things. Sometimes we have too much stuff. Amen? Got too much stuff. But the disciples got all upset. And they said, well, who could be saved? And Jesus told them, he says, no man has forsaken all for my sake and for the gospel's sake. But he shall receive a hundredfold return in this lifetime and in the world to come, eternal life. No man. Now see, this guy, the rich young ruler was just, he went to church every Sunday, paid his tithes, giver, you know. And he was a powerful witness for the things of God. Because God had blessed him and he had a lot of things. But then he probably started seeking after the things. But he was a powerful witness for the Lord Jesus. But God, Jesus said, no man has forsaken all also for the gospel in my sake. And this is what the Lord was showing me, how the, the, uh, the, the things in the, in the kingdom and the things and evangelism are the same. See, an evangelist like with me, I had to leave my wife, my family. Mother, father, sisters, brothers. I had to leave them. Sometimes I'd be gone two and three, four or five days. Sometimes I would have to miss wedding anniversaries, birthdays, all kinds of stuff. 
for the sake of the gospel. The sake of the gospel. Just to go minister to a bunch of men and women that were locked up and locked down. But God gave me a promise. He said, no man would, would do this for my sake and for the gospel, but he shall receive a hundredfold return in this lifetime. Now, he wasn't talking about that I will have a hundred houses and cars and all this other stuff, a bunch of things. He wasn't talking about that. He says a hundredfold return of houses, lands, mothers, brothers. And this is what I have today. Houses. Everywhere I go. We got a couple of houses in California. Amen. I don't own none of them. <laughs> Amen. I don't own none of them. Got a house in Atlanta. Amen. I don't own it. <laughs> house in Black Mountain. Amen. Got me another house that, uh, yesterday. <laughs> Up here in Marketing. <laughs> Amen. Naomi told me, she said, mi casa, yo casa. I said, what? <laughs> but God has blessed me. See, Jesus said, he says, I come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. He wants us to have, I can't get away from these, these things, Pastor. He says, he didn't come for us to have an abundance of things, but abundance of life. Amen. See, my wife and I, 50 years of marriage, that's life. Four children, four beautiful children, daughters in ministry. Oldest daughter, she just got ordained last week. Twelve beautiful grandchildren. Amen. We get together and have family uh, 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 dinners and stuff, and these kids be running all over the house. And y'all just be sitting there looking at them, you know, <laughs> running and, and I grab one and kiss him, put him down, grab another one. But it's abundant life. This is what Jesus wants for us. But all of this is in the kingdom. And this is what Jesus was preaching. This is what he was trying to tell us everywhere he went. Go for the kingdom. Look at, look at uh, uh, Matthew chapter 9. I knew I had to give you a scripture. I knew I wasn't doing something right here. <laughs> this is all Jesus preached, was the gospel of the kingdom, everywhere he went, because he wants us to understand everything that you need that pertains to your life and living godly is in the kingdom. But you got to look for it got to search it out. You got to find out. First of all, how do you enter in? How do you get in the kingdom? Jesus said, you must be born again. He says, if you're not born again, you won't even see the kingdom because you're going to be in hell. You must be born again. Very simple. Then once you find out how to get in the kingdom, you got to find out how to remain in the kingdom. How to stay there. Amen. See, a lot of us go in and out. We don't even know it. We go in and out. But 
because of, that's because of sin. Sin will get you kicked out of the kingdom. You don't believe me? Ask Adam one day. <laughs> God told him, the day you eat of that tree, you will die. And he didn't mean die physically, because Adam lived for 930 years, but he died spiritually. When you die spiritually, you don't have fellowship with God. You don't cease to exist, but you have no fellowship with God. And the minute Adam partook of that tree, he lost fellowship. And that's what we do when we sin. The Bible says that every sin that a man commits, he commits outside the body or outside the kingdom. God knows your thoughts and the intent of your heart. As soon as you're even thinking about sin, you're out. Amen. Because you're not going to lay up in his house and fornicate, commit adultery, smoke dope. You ain't going to do that. His house is holy. And he wants us to be holy. He's not going to allow that in his house. You're still his child. You still belong to him. But you're out the house. Yeah. So we got to find out, how do I remain? How can I stay put in the house? Because I want to have access to everything in the refrigerator. Amen. I want all my needs met. I want to have houses, cars, clothes. I want that. And it's all in the kingdom. We got to find out how to get in the kingdom. You got to be born again. How to remain in the kingdom. Amen. And if for some reason you get kicked out, how to get back into the kingdom. And God has made provisions for that. First John 1 John 1.9. Jesus said, when, the Bible says when we mess up, we fess up. You get right on back up in there. Amen. See, we need to search the scriptures daily to find out how we can get access to everything that God has provided for us. And this is what Jesus went and preached everywhere he went. He didn't preach a lot on religion. He didn't preach a lot on tradition. He preached and told the people about the kingdom. Look at this. Verse 35. Then Jesus went about all cities and villages, teaching in the synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. Okay. He went about all the cities and all the villages teaching and preaching the gospel of the kingdom. He wasn't preaching a lot or teaching a lot on healing, prosperity and all that stuff. He was preaching the gospel of the kingdom. The people, the, the people that need healing, he just healed them. Come on up here, get your healing. He just healed them. Everywhere he went, he preached this. Because, and then he said that this gospel of the kingdom would be preached to every nation as a witness, then the end will come. And that's what he wants us to do, saints, to go into all the world 
and preach the gospel of the kingdom. And like I said, that don't mean you have to go to Africa and China and all this place. No, you go where your world is. Just go. And you just let your light shine. Let people see Jesus in you. You ain't got to tell people nothing. Because they can look at you and tell something is different. And not only that, when they see you doing what's right, you never know. Somebody might come up to you and ask, what must I do to be saved? How can I get saved? Me and Pastor used to go into the prisons. And we would walk in there representing the Lord Jesus Christ. We would walk in there as men of God. I can't tell you how many times those men would come up to us and say, oh, what church you go to? Can I write you? I need to talk to you. Why? Because they've seen the light. And that's what God wants from us. He wants us to be a representative for him. Amen. And that's why he told us to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness because everything that we need, it's in the kingdom. Everything. And he wants us to have access to those things. Amen. This is why we need to learn all we can about how about the kingdom. We need to learn. We need to search the scriptures. We need to study to show ourselves approved. We need to learn all we can about the kingdom because that's where our blessings lie. Like my brother said this morning, it's all in the box. Everything that you need is in that box. So, uh, turn with me to uh, John chapter 15. I'm just about out of time, and I want to talk to you quickly about how you can remain inside the kingdom. This is another uh, key God has given us, all different types of keys of things that we can do so that we can have access to the kingdom. And, 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 and the good thing about it, saints, you don't have to seek after those things. You don't have to seek after them. All you got to do is just live right, be right, represent, be a witness. Let your light shine. And he, Jesus said that all these things, because he says, I know you have need of things. He says, all those things will be added to you. He'll just give them to you. He'll just bless you. Why? Because you're his children. You are his obedient children. God told the children of Israel, he says, if you hearken or listen very careful to observe and to do, according to all that is written. He says, then I will bless you going in and bless you going out. I will bless everything you set your hands to. But he needs you to observe, you know, 
Follow this man as he follows Christ. Follow his faith. Watch him. Everything he does. Imitate him. Amen. And then do it. Don't just be a hearer of the word. Don't just come in here and just hear the word every Sunday. Go home, throw your Bible up on the, on, on the shelf. Amen. Don't have one foot in the world and one foot in the church. It's not going to work. Jesus said, you either for me or you are against me. No. Go all out for the things of God. Search those scriptures. Find out what those keys are. If you put in, in your Bible concordance or dictionary, the kingdom of God, and you will see all the messages that Jesus preached on the kingdom of God. And the Lord told me, that's all I'm going to be preaching on from here on out. Nothing else. But I can see now how it's tied to evangelism. Because the evangelism is by public speaking or by your lifestyle. It's not just public speaking. It's not just one. It's both. See, you may not be called to go into all, uh, all the world. You may not be called to go into the prisons and the jails. And don't let nobody tell you that this is what you need to do. Because if God hasn't told you, then stay away from it. It's not for you. Amen. That's why, like I said, when I saw his eyes, when I saw those big eyes, I knew God had called him. <laughs> he was ready. And I've seen that look time and time again. But if he has, that's not for everybody. But God has called you to be a witness for him, to represent him. And see, once you have access to the kingdom and once people see your life being a blessing, then uh, 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 you are representing him and you are being his witness. And like I said, you'll never know. Somebody will come up to you and ask you, what can I do to be saved? They'll ask you, what church you go to? Amen. See, this is what we got to do, saints, in the next 25 years, okay? We got, when, when Dr. Price started Crenshaw Christian Center back in the 70s, I guess it was, uh, I was telling Pastor last night, he had a line outside the building, all around the building, people trying to get into church on Sunday morning. Now, I've seen lines at the movies. <laughs> I've seen lines at the bank. I had never seen a line of people trying to get into a church. That's what we got to do here in the next 25 years. Amen. Have a line all the way out to the street. Amen. People trying to get up in here. Pastor, you're going to have to probably do about three or four services, like Dr. Price, but that's all right. That's all right. Because, see, when people see that light, they're going to be drawn toward it. Amen. Here's another key. Jesus said, verse 5, I am the vine, 
you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Anyone who does not abide in me is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. Amen. Jesus said, I am the vine. You are the branches. So he wants us to stay vitally connected to him. And you do that by doing what's right. Okay? That's how you remain in the house, connected to the vine. Okay? Because he says if, if, if you break that connection, and y'all know how that connection is broken, right? Huh? What did you say? Sin. If you break that connection, he said, you're going to fall on the ground and wither and die. So you stay vitally connected to the vine. You, ever, you, you guys ever seen an astronaut out in space? And uh, they have on a space suit. And they have a lifeline connected. When they go outside that spaceship, they have a lifeline connected to that suit and to the spaceship. So when they get out there, you know, they can get back in. Okay? So, God wants us to put on his armor. That's our earth suit. His armor. See, once you're in the house, he wants you to put on the helmet of salvation the breastplate of righteousness, amen, by just doing what's right. He wants us to put on, uh, gird ourselves with the belt of truth, our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Take up your shield of faith and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Hook up your lifeline to the kingdom and then he wants us to go out into all the world and preach the gospel. Got to have your armor on. And it's got to be in place. And Georgia tell you, you go into these prisons, boy, and you ain't got your armor on, you can get hurt. You can get hurt very bad. And not only that, if you come in there faking and shaking, those inmates will know it right away. It ain't about nothing. Get up and leave. But he wants us to put on that whole armor, but remain vitally connected now to the house. Amen. See? Because I need to get back in there. Because everything that I need for my life and living God is in the house. So I can't get cut off. I can't break my connection. So I got to continue in the word. That's what Jesus said. Continue in my word and you will know something. You'll know the truth. And the truth that you know will make you free. 
keep you free. So we got to continue. And we got to continue to remain bodily connected. Look at verse 7. <laughs> if you abide in me, my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done. By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit. See, God wants you to bear fruit. That's what he wants from us. He wants us to bear fruit. What kind of fruit? Apples? Pears? Oranges? No! <laughs> he wants you to bear the fruits of the Spirit. Anybody know the fruits of the Spirit? Name one. Love. Joy. Peace. Long-suffering. Patience. Kindness. Meekness, gentleness, temperance. Anybody know what temperance is? Huh? Self-control. We want you to control yourself. <laughs> Just get out and start running off at the mouth and get diarrhea of the mouth. <laughs> control yourself sometime. I got to stay from over here. It's, it's, it's. <laughs> Hi, Sandra. How you doing, sweetheart? I thought you was going to your church this morning. <laughs> no, he wants us to, to, to bear the fruits of the Spirit. Why? This is your witness. This is how you evangelize the world. When they see you with love and joy and peace, you're not walking around with long faces and and, and, and complaining and murmuring. And he says the Father is glorified when we do this. This is how we remain vitally connected to his word. Amen. And like I said, if we mess up, you don't run from God, you run to God. You run to his word, 1 John 1, 9. You need to write that down in your Bible if you don't have it. Because that's your cleansing uh, soap. And he says, you go to him and you confess. Father, I've sinned. I've lied. I've cursed. I've committed adultery. It don't matter what it is. Amen. And let me say something else. Whatever it is, that's between you and God. Ain't none of my business and nobody else's business. Amen. That's between you and the Lord. And don't let the devil tell you that he will not forgive you because this is the, you know, you did this a hundred times before. He's a liar. Amen. God says he will not only forgive you, but he will cleanse you. This is such a beautiful audience, Pastor. I love this. Praise God. Thank you. <laughs> Man, this is awesome. But anyway, let me close with this. Second uh, Peter 5. These are probably all familiar scriptures to you. But I just want to go over them. Uh, the Bible says that here's another key. You got to add to your faith. 
If you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and that he died for our sins, justification, if you believe that, then you need to add something to that. Add to your faith. And he tells us what to add. He says, add virtue, knowledge, self-control, perseverance, godliness, brotherly kindness, uh, love, add all these things to your faith. Then in verse 8, he says, if these things are yours and abound, in other words, if you're doing these things, you know, in other words, if you doers of the word, not just hearers of the word, he says, if these things are in you and they are abound, you will neither be barren or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he who lacks these things is short-sighted, even to blindness, and has forgotten he was cleansed from his old sins. Verse 10. Therefore, brethren and sistren, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure for if you do these things, you will never stumble. Okay? If you do these things, you won't stumble. You will make your call and election sure. Then he says, verse 11, For so an interest will be supplied to you in abundance into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I don't know about you, saints, but I want to enter in. And I want to remain. And in that day, I want to walk through the gates and down into the city. Amen. And I want to see Jesus. I want to see my father. I want to look upon his face. And I want my house. Amen. Amen. Jesus said, in my father's house, there are many mansions. I want my mansion. Amen. I don't know about you. I want my mansion. Amen. I was raised in Watts, lived in Compton. I'm tired of living in the ghetto. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. I want to live. I want to walk those streets of gold day in and day out. I want to see those angels, those cherubims and seraphims talking about holy, holy, holy. I want to see it. But in order to do that, amen, we're going to have to seek first the kingdom of God and his rights. Let's pray. Father, we thank you and we praise you for your word, your word that has been planted into the hearts and lives of your people as good seed into good ground. And I thank you, Father, that that word is germinating even now to bring forth fruits of righteousness and true holiness. And Father, I pray for every person here under the sound of my voice. I pray for their health, strength, welfare, well-being, and their protection. Pray that no 
weapon formed against them will prosper, and I pray that the gates of hell will not prevail against them. And Father, I pray also that if anyone here under the sound of my voice has never ever accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and as their Savior, that they will respond to this altar call that I'm about to give in the name of Jesus. You've been listening to the Change Lives, Changing Lives radio broadcast, a ministry of New Day Christian Church. Please visit us at our website at www.newdaycc.com. Again, that's www.newdaycc.com. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, please tell others. And if you ever get the opportunity, please come visit us at New Day Christian Church.